Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast brought to you by the fine people at Heat Magazine. I'm Boyd Hilton. I am the entertainment director of said magazine. This is the podcast in which we talk about TV and pop culture, the big things that are happening this week and next week, and we reflect a little bit on what's happening as well at the moment in those worlds. And I'm joined, as ever, by two glorious colleagues, Stephanie Seelan, uh, Executive Assistant Associate Editor of the Magazine. Still, still mining that running all joke. All the A's. I need all of them, because otherwise I won't know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And Kay Ribeiro, um, who is the Entertainment Editor... Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> magazine. I've been away. You're a week. jet lagged, aren't you? I've been away a week, so I don't know what's going on. You've been on your you've been on your holly bobs. Yes. Did yes. you have a nice time? I had a lovely time. Thank you very much. Where did yes. you go? Grand Canaria. Oh, Not a destination. Winner. But I didn't think you would ever go to Grand Canaria because Boyd always goes to New York or Barcelona. Yeah. What yeah. made you go to Grand Canaria? Uh, I just thought try something new. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch fun. any telenovelas when you're there? Didn't watch any telly. No novellas. soaps, nothing, no, no TV. No, just watched a bit of Sky News and loads mm. of House of Cards. Oh, loads yeah. of. Did you fin- have you finished it? I haven't finished it. Okay. Nearly, nearly. Yeah. Incredible scenes. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, how far have you got? Okay, well, I haven't watched any more of it because oh, okay. I've been watching. You're busy watching I've been this, very busy. I've watching this shit. I've been watching all this other stuff you made me watch. <laughs> Not shit, yeah. though. Some of it actually quite good. Well, yeah. I use the word shit as in, you know, like the kids do it, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. there's a load of. I don't know what, how they use it. Really. Oh, by the way, did you get my tweet? Because I tweeted you while you were on holiday. Did I you? tweeted you about something you've made us watch for this episode. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Furious with you, but yeah, we'll get on to that. I can guess what that is. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the specific big things we're talking about in the meaty previews and reviews section are Pole Dark, Series 3 gets underway next Sunday, this Sunday, uh, at 9 o'clock on BBC One. Riviera is the, I think we can use the word lavish. Yes. New... Oh, it's a classic Hilton word, lavish. Yeah. I don't think there's any other way to describe there's it. There's no other way to describe it. New Sky Atlantic series, which is dropping in one big go, Netflix style, um, next week on the 15th of June. What day is that? Is anyone else up of the head? I haven't written 15th it down. 15th of yeah. June. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. 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 It's all dropping day. in one big go. Uh, on Sky Atlantic, and it's got a star-studded cast. We'll talk about that. Fearless is a new ITV crime drama thriller thing. It starts next Monday at 9 o'clock with Helen McCrory, who I interviewed, and, um, yeah, she was very nice. And Dirty <laughs> Dancing, the remake. Oh, God, so many things to say Steady, about it. Oh, God. This whole thing could be about Dirty Dancing, yeah. the remake. Would you agree, Kate? Yeah. Steady, don't shoot your load. Okay. <laughs> Pardon the expression. Um, Explicit content. Chanel 5. Now, do you know, actually, I think it's moved around a bit, hasn't it? Is it on the, it's on Saturday or Sunday coming up, I think? Oh, it it's because nobody would take it. I think like... it's Sunday early evening. Yeah, I like think that. it is. Anyway. Sunday. You'll find it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out what Listen, it's if you want to watch it, you'll definitely find it. And regarding Dirty Dancing, we're going to talk about the best, our favourite movie remakes mm-hmm. uh, in general. But let's start with the news section, because this is, we're recording this Monday morning. Hopefully it'll go out tomorrow, Tuesday. And it's just been the big Manchester thing concert what was it officially called one okay. love manchester one love manchester thank you now i missed it because i because i was out taking my mum i came straight jetted back you need to know jetted back from grand canary i arrived at heathrow went straight Private to take jet? my mum for her birthday dinner oh where did so you go we went to one of those nice ivy cafes this is really bad for people who live in london it's in london it's uh, it's very nice yeah oh. it was good um so i missed the whole Manchester concert thing, but it seemed incredible. And it then... was honestly, Boydo, you got you can see it on iPlay. You've yeah. got to watch it on catch up because it was absolutely incredible. Did you watch it, Steph? I didn't watch it. I'm it sorry. was honestly the most moving concert I've ever. Se- I think I'll ever see in my lifetime because you know, obviously Ariana Grande put on this performance having. Um, with all the events that happened at her concert a couple of weeks ago she took it upon herself which I think is incredibly brave and a brilliant thing to do and she got all her friends to come along Katy Perry um, like Bieber was there all of them Pharrell, Miley, Robbie Take That and every single song they chose was so poignant um, and every single song kind of made me cry I said this to John Dunn I was like I was just a blubbering mess and at one point producer, editor, guru yeah our friend um, he was was unmoved which says a lot about him but um, (laughs) he was not unmoved yeah he is an absolute monster and um, yeah every song was just so emotional and there was this one moment um, Justin Bieber was performing and they cut to outside and just by chance, right, there was this policeman outside who was, like, entertaining oh, the yeah, kids. Oh, yeah, He was doing Ring of Ring of Roses, roses like, mm. dancing in a circle oh. with them. And honestly, it was just such a, a tearjerker. Yeah. And, like, oh. all of Twitter, you know, you Twitter, there's always some idiot on Twitter saying something mm. negative. No one said anything negative Oh, that there night. wasn't my time timeline. Oh, really, on mine? Yeah. Julia Hartley Brewer 
who is uh, one of those terrible like rent a gob. Oh, I think God. she's got a show. Okay, Katie Hopkins. Um, yeah, they said she's got a show on talk radio, and um, she's like a journalist. She's like a columnist for a terrible newspaper or something. And um, she said, "Do you think terrorists, you think ISIL, uh, ISIS, are really th- thinking about this policeman dancing with the thing?" She actually did oh, tweet that, and she got a, a, a torrent of abuse. So I, I was like having a look on Twitter. Look, and some she, people there's always one case. Um, yeah, if I you mean, can't say anything nice, exactly, don't say anything exactly. at all. The rest of the world was saying incredible things, and it was like, and you know, Ariana made a speech at the end, and it was just, it was just brilliant. And we got to say, actually, the whole thing yeah. was other than to like support the victims, mm. families, mm. and show support for Manchester. It was to raise money. So if you oh, want to yeah. um, like donate some money to the Red Cross, go to the website because it was all for the fund. I think it's called um, We Love Manchester Emergency Fund. Yeah, and didn't they raise? Uh, I read this morning two million pounds. Yeah, that was yeah. the goal. So I think oh. they probably exceeded that. I do have one question for you because there is a big kerfuffle. I don't know if you're not aware of this coming happening this morning with Liam Gallagher who did perform. So yeah. Liam Gallagher performed with um, with Chris Martin, dude from Chris Martin. Thank you. So you're going to call him <laughs> dude, dude from, from Coldplay, Coldplay, even though I know exactly who he is. This guy. I am. <laughs> Even though there's no time difference, by the way, Grand Canary in here. So it's the same time here. So how, how is, is that weird, possible? So you're just a bit tired a four, then. I'm just tired. <laughs> I had a four, four and a half hour plane journey, ludicrously long, um, ludicrously long car journey back and then had to go straight It's up. a so hard I'm not really, life drinking tough sangria. Life. Anyway, uh, Straight to me. the Ivy, but, it's a terrible life. So he performed and, and there was rumours there was going to be a big reunion. Oh with God, with I was Noel waiting for Noel to come on stage. So he didn't. And have you, have you heard the tweets this morning that Liam has tweeted? Oh no, what did you I mean, they are incredible. Let me just say. So the first one was Manchester I'd like to apologise for my brother's absence last night very disappointed stay beautiful stay safe Liam Gallagher kiss then the next one Uh I'm going to have to censor this one Noel's out of the effing country won't we all love get on an effing plane and play your tunes for the kids you sad F oh my god he's tweeted that isn't that incredible? Do you know what? I was really hoping they would come yeah. on stage because I thought, what better, better message, you know, like if they put aside their differences, just performed, didn't yeah. have to talk to each other yeah. and then just went of the, you know, putting like animosity aside, what a great message and thing. And then when he didn't come out, I was like, oh God, Liam's going to kick off and he obviously Well, didn't. what is Noel going to have to do now to repair that? He's going to have to donate like a sh- shitload of money. Do you know what? I'm not sure if... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I was about to say, I'm not sure if he cares. I think he cares about Manchester and the whole thing. I don't think he cares what Liam says. You know, I just don't think he gives no. a No, I kind of wish Liam hadn't said that because it, it was, just leave it. Yeah, rise but above, also, rise it's, above. It's not, it's about, not about, about you, yeah. yeah. It's not about that. But what was, what was, was the Liam, Liam Coldplay dude thing, did that, was that good? Did yeah, that work? Liam, yeah, what just, did they, Liam just yeah. coming out because they kept on teasing it, like, there's going to be this massive, massive thing, surprise happening. So I, in my head, I was like, oh my God, Liam and Noel, Liam and Noel, they're coming. And then he, he turned up. So that most of the set was, for me, was thinking is this the bit Noel's going to come out with his guitar mm. but even so it was just incredible and everyone was in tears and he also sang the classics and had his amazing coat on and yeah it was brilliant and then yeah as you say Chris was playing oh well, I'm going to watch it tonight with yeah. some forever. His coat said the forever. What'd you say? No, what, what was his coat? Amazing coat, you said? Oh you know he's, he always wears his oh, coat yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's cool and I think he's donated to the Red Cross to like oh. take him so you had like a 90s, classic yeah, 90s. Yeah, classic Liam. Coat, classic oh, Liam. Did they come classic. on at the end and all sing together or does that, you know, I always think that that's what people do at Benefit. Yeah, like a live aid. They did, what, what, what did they sing? I can't oh, they remember. did? They, they, oh. Say, they sang something. I can't remember. And then at the very end, she just sang um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh God, I can't even. I was basically a human puddle by that oh, point. Oh no. Mm. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, donate Ex- money. Yeah. yeah, donate money. So that was the Manchester thing. And any, anything, any other big TV news or Ooh. pop culture you want to talk? Yeah, Listen, go on. Sorry, I just want to... Case, put a hand up. It's a little bit of a tooting of uh, mine own horn because um, the Toot soap awards... The soap awards oh, happened yeah. at the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I did a feature of the magazine where I was predicting oh, winners. Yeah. And i got to say, <gasps> I got them all right. Ooh, you got every yeah. single one right. Yeah, right. I got the soap, the... Um, the fill me in. I, don't, I have no idea okay, what's so going Emmerdale on. Okay, so Emmerdale won uh, overall. Right. Oh, well, this is a huge year for Emmerdale. Won, it won the BAFTA. Yeah, as well. And um, so Kim Marsh won for female dramatic performance. Uh, John Middleton um, in Emmerdale, Ash- Ashley storyline for dementia storyline. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that storyline actually won as well. Wow. And um, also the girl who plays, I've oh got I've forgotten her name. Uh, she's fantastic in Coronation Street. She won best com- um, comedy performance as well. So you got them all right. That's so incredible. that means I don't. I mean, we did call you. That, we, I call you the Soap Queen. Yeah. You are the Soap Queen. Yeah, the so, queen so, of so soap. I can stay on, right? Yeah. Totally stay on. Um, I finished Keepers, Boyd. Oh, yeah, the uh, incredible Netflix documentary series, disturbingly, incredibly disturbing. Incredible. That was such a good recommendation from Mm, you. Yeah, I finished it. Thank you. Um, need to get on it. I mean, you won't like it, but you should watch it. It is good. It's (laughs) really good. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, we should say, yeah, we mentioned it a couple of weeks. It's it's about the nun that went went missing. Kathy Sesnick. Yeah. 
and the horrible the high school she was she's at Archbishop Keo High School yeah and there was horrible abuse listen going guys on. Yeah. I know it might be good but be storyline but have you watched more. Spotlight the film Spotlight no I avoided that as well oh, oh okay yeah. abuse fine. not no. not not, not, high not in my your viewing not for your right. viewing pleasure that's fine and oh my god do you know what I was going to say to you so you know we reviewed Paula yeah the week before last yeah um, with did, Denise Goff yeah did everybody watch the second one no right I think it's no gone spoilers. a bit off the boil really in the second one yeah. you watched the third in, one yeah I have actually watched, watched the whole thing I've watched the whole thing now why so well, don't hold back okay well does it go completely off the boil well, we so, don't want spoilers we don't want spoilers no no no, 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 spoilers. no but the, the, the last episode is this Thursday yeah this coming Thursday BBC 2 um, I I think it is yeah it is very disjointed oh. and does it do what I like to call, does it do the replacement where it's just basically the last episode is just like, ugh, what have you done? It takes an incredibly sinister turn. Ooh. I mean, oh. it's already sinister. What, worse and the development, the, rat? the development of uh, Denise Goff's character is just freaky. It's just, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be, can you, can we talk about it after yeah, you oh, guys have watch, watched it? Oh, have you watched the last? No, I'm definitely going to watch it, but I just, obviously I was on holiday and stuff, yeah. But no, yeah. I, I do, the, 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 it was good enough for me to definitely want to watch the last two. I want to know what happens. So. I'll be yeah. very interested to see if you think, if you think what happens at the end is just a little week, bit let's, mad. Next week, let's review it. Let's just do a summary. We'll come back, yeah. we'll come back to, we'll come back to it. Um, and we should say, because of course the, the Soap Awards went, was on, happened on Saturday night, didn't it? Yeah, and so it was there was a big schedule change. I'm aware, even though I was on holiday, I get I get obviously I look at my emails from and I get all the schedule changes. And I was like, oh, because of the coverage of the Manchester concert, ITV moved Britain's Got Talent final away. It was supposed to be on last night. They moved it to Saturday night. That must have been a huge yeah, logistical thing, incredible. So they moved this well, their biggest entertainment show of the year is the Britain's Got Talent final. They moved it to Saturday. Quite so it didn't they clash. moved it. It was the right decision. Of course, yeah, yeah, quite so, right. but still an incredible thing yeah. for them to have to sort out, and they did it brilliantly. Um, and then that meant that Soap Awards was supposed to go out on Saturday night live. Yeah, and that's we, been moved to the middle of the week. This so is it's the, the whole thing. big. So we really bigged it up in my preview. I was like, yeah. for, for the first yeah. time ever, it's going to be yeah. live. Like, watch the pissed up soap stars get up to yeah. all kinds. And yeah, and then it wasn't on. But that's, be, yeah. I mean, God, it, it's completely the right to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see the outfits. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Good, yeah. Are they, oh, watch the concert first. There are all some howlers. Always some howlers. Um, so any more TV news or pop culture news you want no, to talk let's about? Get on to the let's meat, get to the meat. meat. The meat of the, uh, of the previews and reviews. Um, Poldark is back this Sunday on BBC One at nine o'clock. And I'm a huge fan of Poldark. I, um, I obviously, name dropping, I host a lot of the... I think I've hosted like five events. Are you a great friend of Aidan Turner? Over three series. Me and Aidan are like that. I'm doing the <laughs> like that sign. Has he, has, he ever, has he ever touched your hand or kissed your cheek like Benedict Cumberbatch? Hug, he's a hugger. He's he hugs me, yeah, when I see him. I bet it's him. a real manly hug as well. It's a manly hug. And didn't you go? You, I go, you, I went, I went, I goed. <laughs> he goed. <laughs> um, to uh, Cornwall, the wilds of, the wild cliffs of Cornwall, oh. yeah. Um, in fact, you can see a picture of me in the Heat magazine today, it's out today, um, with, with Aidan, with me in a stupid T-shirt and him in his full Poldark outfit in, in the wilds of Cornwall. And did you meet the horse, Seamus? I met the horse, and you, this is very, there's a funny side story to this, because um, when I was uh, on set, we, there was an on-set photographer, and we were quite, always keen on showing, you know, showing off that we are there on someone just, just making it up. So we got the on-set photographer to take pictures of me, <laughs> and you think it's hilarious that... It is hilarious, yeah. Boyd. If so, I put all of these pictures out, it'd be a hilarious Sorry, go yeah, on. There was a, obviously, I'm watching him film where he's on his trusty steed, um, Aidan Turner, and he's literally riding across the cliffs. It is incredible to watch him doing it. He's riding, you know, literally about 10 feet away. so close to the edge. From from the edge of the cliff. And I'm watching it, gulping it. And the photographer decides this is a great photo. (laughs) So there are lots of photos taken of me in the foreground, massive, me wearing my, you know, supreme jacket. (laughs) The real star of the show. The real star of the show. We could just about see Aidan on this horse in the distance. And that's what you thought was hysterically funny. Am I right? Even more hilarious than that, the the on-set photographer sent me no less than 14 frames of Boyd getting in Incrementally closer yeah. to Poldark. Poldark doesn't what that move. Is. It's so funny. That's the flip book in the making. I, I feel like I need to Instagram them. This it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, you can read all about. You can there's a glimpse of me on set, but not. I mean that picture we printed before. That we're gonna we're gonna like release as a, a poster. A special, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can read my on set report in the Heat magazine out this week. And um, but you two, what's your? Have you monitored Poldark all, all the way through? Are you aware of it? Have you watched it? Is this a Virgin viewer slot? Well, for me, I'm, I've imposed the Virgin Viewer slot on myself because I, 
have not seen Poldark before this episode. Right. What a treat. Ooh, I you, know. You didn't and pose it. That's, that's, you, you're pure natural Poldark version. Yeah, I really am. And um, I, I actually, obviously, and we met Aidan Turner at the BAFTAs the year before last, um, and he was Clang. a delight, but I didn't quite get it. I mean, I've yeah. seen that scything shot of him a million times, but... I think you don't get it. I don't know. I don't think you get how handsome he is until you see him in Poldark. Right. Oh, maybe. Until, like, maybe. I didn't. Well, I was one of those, right. Yeah. He's one of those guys who, um, when he's not um, in the show, yeah, and he's all, you know, he's got his lavish hair. Yeah. Lavish, he has got lavish, <laughs> lavish hair. Lavish flowing locks. He kind of either has it in a bun. bun. He has it either in a bun or he just kind of lets it loose. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not vain at all. You know, he's, he's one of those people, he doesn't really care what he looks like. Oh, really? In public. Yeah, right. so is he, he one of those guys who isn't vain but actually is, but doesn't like to be perceived no, as No, I think vain. he's genuinely not because I think he, um, he just doesn't, he, I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he knows. He's I'm, incredibly I'm, good Everyone's telling him he's incredibly good looking, mm. handsome, and he is. He can afford to be vain. Um, he can afford vain. not to care too much yeah, yeah. about what he looks like in public. So what I'm saying is he's always, he look, I mean, he always looks great, but he doesn't spend hours worrying about it, clearly, at the, at the events that I've hosted with him and, and you know, offset well, when he's hanging out. He, anyway, but we should go on. I thought he was yeah. like, and I actually very, very much enjoyed his windswept hair the whole way through. Yeah. But what I really liked about this is I actually found it really easy to pick up Good. what the, the storyline. Oh, right. Well, so I was going to set the scene, just to set the yeah. scene before before we get your full, full, for the, for the listener. Okay. So, series, this is series three. Series two went out in, in the autumn last year, and they've kind of brought this, I think all the fans were like, oh, please don't let us wait another whole year for the series. So they're kind of showing it now in the summer, and it started in the summer, so it's fair enough. And at the end of the last series, basically him and, he, him and Demelza, his wife Demelza, have gone, had their ups and downs, to say the least. He did go off for a very controversial, illicit night with the kind Tisk. of deep love of his life, Elizabeth, hmm. um, who's with his arch-rival George Walligan, right? So this is the whole thing that's yeah. happened. It's a kind of love quartet really going on. Mm. And he had this... In, in the original books, it kind of seemed to be a rape, basically, in the original books. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy, yeah, wasn't there, last... Yeah, about I remember this. that. But um, I've spoke, I've spoke to, like, you know, um, the, guy, the, the, the writer of the book, Sun, and the people who... And the script writer of this, and, there were, and it, was, it was ambiguous, apparently, actually, if you look at it, as to exactly what happens, whether there's consent from her or not. So they had to try and film that, that famous scene, which they filmed. So it was, it was kind of started off being that she wasn't consenting, and then in the end ended up basically, that she did. That's the way they did it, pretty much, on the mm, BBC version, which is controversial. Mm. Anyway, so she's now pregnant, uh, and she, obviously she's also been with her, with her husband, George Walligan, so we don't know whether this baby she's about to have this, now as the start of this series is his, or is in fact is the result of this illicit situation with Poldock, who, of course, is married himself. So this is all... This is the kind of big mystery at the centre of this series. And what I thought was really interesting and kind of funny in a weird... Dark, see what you think. Almost the, the dark humour of the show. I think um, the, the scriptwriter brings out brilliantly the comedy in all of this. Mm. Like she's pregnant, she finds out that she's about to have the baby a month early, which would signify yeah. that it was, probably was the result of the pole dark liaison. And she starts like throwing herself around the house. <laughs> that is hilarious. She throws herself down the stairs. She had the very first scene horse is riding, her horse riding, and vigorous kind of horse herself riding. Off the horse. Like she's just doing vigorous physical activity. Yeah. She clearly wants to get rid of the baby. Yeah. But it's done. It is done. And I actually asked the script for this. That the event I hosted was like, do, were you trying to bring out the human? And she was like, yeah, you know, it is. There is something darkly comic about how, it, and it's in the, it's all from the book, you know, how she's mm. just completely does not want to deal with this whole situation. But and, nothing's yeah. as funny as the aunt. That aunt in it is that. hilarious. The aunt is, she is the aunt Agatha. Um, she's played by Caroline Blakiston, I think is nearly like 80 years old or something. Wow. Yeah, she's the aunt who hates George. So she lives <laughs> with George and Elizabeth. She hates George. She's always like, taking the piss out of him all the way through. And in a brilliant scene in this episode, he kind of gets so annoyed with her. He is the evil, monstrous figure. He's also a kind of pathetic man, isn't he, George? Yeah. He's oh, terrible. he's pathetic. It's the uncle who's the, the Yeah, the uncle's one, driving. Right? He's the and I just one. think he's brilliant. Yeah. Was so, it Pip Torrens? But he, yeah, George gets so annoyed with Aunt Agatha, kind of constantly taking the piss out of him to everyone, you know, and kind of <laughs> literally making jokes at his expense, that he gets her physically removed <laughs> from the scene in her chair and taken away, which I thought was another hilarious See, wasn't yeah, it? it? So, were you? So, you were saying you were surprised you picked up the story? Yeah, I picked it up really quickly. I was because I mean they do a little recap, but I was like, oh, this is really easy to follow. And actually, it's not an incredibly complex complex storyline in this opening episode, sure. is it? You you know that basically she's she's hurling herself around the good yeah. woman who looks a bit like. Who looks? I don't know who she reminds me of. Elizabeth. She reminds me of. Someone. She's very very pretty. So yeah. I don't know. The only thing I don't know is, so was she ever with Poldark properly? 
Ross. Uh, Ross. Right at the, so when right back in series one, almost he went off to the war, and they were kind yeah. of in love. Yeah. And was he, she married to so, his brother? So how uh, is that? How is yeah, that little one exactly. her uncle? Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. And then he died, and then um, when he died, she's basically working her way through their family. When right. he died, George Walligan went in for the kill. Yeah. To swooped in because Ross is married to someone else. So yeah, fair yeah. enough, he's allowed to go in for the kill, go in and snap yeah. her up for himself. And of course, you know, part of his motive for that is his incredible hatred for Poldark but everyone loves Poldark for being hunky and strapping and manly and everyone why? hates George for being rich and spoiled and a bit of fay. so he goes in and swoops up her and why does she agree to it well yeah is that what you that's what I was going to say why on earth would she do that it's the that? eternal question isn't it well you know he's, he's, he's security partly, she, she settled, yeah oh. she needs, she's got kids to worry about right. you yeah. know, so she doesn't son. have ancestral wealth he, she, he, he, he has loads of he's the richest wealth. man in, in town fine so yeah. she's like oh yeah. bag myself tell as old as time bag myself a rich partly, man she's kind of doing it partly to protect, protect Ross Polak as well in a way because right, she thinks she can she control can deal, him yeah okay so it's, I mean, it's, you know it's a big cycle but does she really love Ross no oh Ross does she really love him well I think you know yeah I think so because that's the feeling I got from this episode that she he actually really loved him. I think you're meant to get the idea that they are the true love of, of you know, they're both each other's love of their lives, kind of really. If, if right. nothing, if Ross hadn't met Demelza and, you know, and she hadn't met George and she hadn't met his brother and that he hadn't gone off to war, they probably would have been. They, so they're the Ross ones. Ross and a Rachel friend. Yeah, situation. it's a bit like that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. the other thing I was going to say, so I remember Ross, when Poldark, two Rosses, yeah, um, Poldark first started and there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of chatter about the accents. But it seems Demelza and people were saying they're mumbling and couldn't understand them, I think. Was that, was that Poldark? Was, I, I thought it was Poldark. No, I think was something that something else? else? Yeah, I think that's something else. Yeah, I think Poldock's always been quite clear. Has it? Because uh, cause <laughs> they why is Demelza the only one who's got a Cornish accent then? Oh uh, well, her well you meet her brothers. They're they're pretty Cornish. No, aren't she's they? got an accent. That's an important point to mention actually. Yeah, that this year, new, this, new this season, Aidan Turner's got a bit of competition in the hot yeah. stakes because Demelza's two brothers turn up. So I wrote their yes. names down actually. Well done. Played by Tom Tom York plays Sam yeah. Khan and um, Harry Richardson plays Drake. Yeah, and they're very very attractive. They're very ha- very attractive. And in, in episode two, I believe Harry Richardson. Um, gets his, gets top, his top off. Yeah, actually, they tease that. The oh, yeah, they yeah. tease that at the end. Yeah, and he's obviously, yeah, hu- also, rival hunk for... Also for fans, got to say, thatching is the new scything. Yes, there is thatching. <laughs> thing. Ross, that. Another funny thing is Ross... So Ross and Demelza have had their marital ups and downs. She's aware, you know, she slapped him um, at the end of, towards the end of series, last series. Because she knows she, he's had a thing he, with Demelza. Well, she knows he went off. She's pretty much putting two and two together, yeah. She's not mm. stupid. And she's not stupid. And she's had to put up with him being this ludicrously, like, you know, he'll just piss off and not say goodbye to her. Why and, does he do that? Because, he, you know, he's a man of... He just oh, does moody, what he wants to do. He's a moody, man. brooding. Yeah, all those things, yeah. Um, flawed. He's a very flawed hero. Like, and really. has, does he... Right. The well, other thing, sorry, can you just explain this to me? So yeah. for people who might have just decided to start watching Poldark like me. Yeah. So why is it... Why is it that... Um, that... That... that, that Auntie, it's like, oh, that's Agatha. her house, the yeah. Poldark house. And why does Poldark live in some terrible shack? Because he's he wants to be... he want, He's kind of... Be self-sustaining. He has to be self-sustaining. He's not, you know, all he of that stuff. He hasn't got any cash. Well, he has. He's all right now. There's a scene in the episode, isn't there, where his um, kind of accountant dude mate who looks after his finances says, "You're all right financially now." So he's all right now. But that, uh, there was a lot of um, struggles with his finances during the first two series. Right. Yeah. But all that side so thing was finally that's kind paid of okay off. Now. But what did you think it was also funny as well as the her, th- her while she's th- Elizabeth's throwing herself out down the stairs and throwing herself off a horse. He's busy kind of doing everything he can to, to be as busy thatching the roof, yeah. chopping the wood he's like Mr. getting up at door she's like and and and, and Demelza's is like yeah we know right we know you're really busy you know so have to get every up physical at seven. activity to take his mind yeah. from the fact that he might have got her right up. exactly that was really, really funny but as well I I think the best line like with and this won't reveal any spoilers was sure. when he goes I need to speak to George there is a conversation that can no longer be avoided yeah I like yeah. it when dun, he dun, just dun. it's all very Jeremy Kyle Cornish yeah. the Jeremy scenes Kyle. With, it I, is Cornish Jeremy Kyle that is exactly <laughs> what it is that is a is perfect description and yeah. um, you know when he does that thing where he just like runs along the beach just like just getting away from it or oh, you just think oh my god is he going to take his top off? Well, I was thinking, is he going to take his top off? And then he doesn't. <laughs> no. Don't, I don't, the scenes with him and George, for me, are the, are the kind of... I love those scenes. The, the confrontations. I mean, in the first two series, there's a lot, they end up fighting each other a lot, you know, and kind oh, of hurling each other around the room. It's more now, verbal It's, this it's time, more right? verbal and psychological now. And in, in, when I interviewed him, he said, he's like, oh, yeah, 
Ross knows he's got the upper hand about this whole baby situation. Like he thinks, you know, ah, oh, you know, I know what's going on. You don't realise uh, it. But this baby that's about to arrive is probably mine, and that gives him a big psychological edge over George. Oh, and the other thing is Bergerac's on the way out. Yeah, Bergerac's oh. dying. There's a lot of people about to die. That's the other thing which is aren't there. There's like yeah. three or maybe even four people about to die. And one of the big tensions of it is there's the dark blue red moon. The moon. Thing. The moon. Yeah, which again is like is it's it red? Foreboding. Yeah, it's very yeah. foreboding. There's this like big moon thing that everyone's going on about. I mean, someone somewhere is about to die, and we won't yeah. spoil it, but there is death. Dun, dun, dun. In the, in no, I really the, liked it. I'm definitely going to start so, watching but, it. So, but Kay, we haven't said. What well, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was um, good. <laughs> <laughs> what a, my, what a full and frank. Yeah. I gather my thoughts. I feel like I've peppered the conversation with my. Um, my yeah, you have yeah. a bit. Yeah, but you know, but good. Yeah, yeah that's no, your I full and frank thought, verdict. I thought it was really good. I think it's good to introduce those new characters into my oh, brothers. And there's that other new character that is she new? That Morwenna. The girl who's going to be yes, the... Yeah. Um, is that the cousin? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's going to be the, the nanny or the... What's she called? Um, they are called the... Oh, God, what are they called? Yeah. Kay, like a very posh what nanny. Are what are they okay. called? No. To Elizabeth's, to Elizabeth's son, who is, I thought... I, Witness. He, no. Who immediately... Governess. Governess. Is governess? Oh, yeah. my God. Thank God we got there. Groupthink. But he was good, wasn't he? He's the little boy who is immediately texts to her, which is quite, yeah. I thought, interesting. Holds her hand. Yeah, holds nice. her hand. And, he, and all, all definitely hates George. And George is furious about that as well. So George is such an idiot, He's, a, though, he's he? a massive Just, twat, yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> he is. Um, all in all, and Steph? Yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it, and I haven't watched any of it before as we've just said yeah. so I thought it was um, I, I'm, it's a four star for me okay four for me I'm going to give it five. I thought it was a Ooh. tremendous return. I, I love it. It's like, I think you have to see it. You kind of impl- uh, look, uh, implied, you alluded to this in your earlier on review that you do have to watch it to realise how good Pollock is, I think. People like dismiss it as being a, you oh, know... That's true of, of everything, though. Normal. Yeah, but, no, I, but some things like... I know, yeah, it's true. I, <laughs> think, people, but I think people think it's just okay. him on that horse, you know, riding back and forth. Because that's what I right, thought. Right, but exactly. I'm, Sometimes I mean, in people, a field. People form an opinion about something, okay? So this is what I mean. Yes. Um, and they think they... <laughs> I know what it's like like I like Breaking Bad you know there's I know it's brilliant you know yeah. even before I watched it I was like oh I know it's brilliant but I'll get around to watching it and then it's brilliant whereas Poldo I think some people probably think it's a cheesy yeah it's a cheesy melodramatic historical soap kind of thing you know I think actually you watch it it's really well written and funny and sharp yeah. and all those things like Aunt Agatha I think the moral of this then that we're telling listeners is like always watch something before you form an opinion absolutely not yes no. Kay sound no. advice that's probably that could be the motto yeah. of this podcast we'll make it into a crest Always watch something before you, you form do. an opinion. Which we always <laughs> do. You judge. Well, what else have we up. watched? Yeah, we've watched Riviera. <gasps> so Riviera is Sky Atlantic's... I mean, Sky Atlantic, by the way, is doing, like, new drama every single week for the rest of time, as far as yeah. I'm aware. So they've upped their, uh, their game. They've, like, investing gazillions of pounds. I think partly is a response to the whole Netflix, Amazon Prime streaming situation. That, you know, that's a big rival for them. And, and, and even more of an indication of that is the fact that Riviera is dropping 10 episodes. All 10 episodes will be available from Thursday the 15th of June at 9pm on Sky Atlantic and Now TV, which is when it arrives, which is a big deal. Boyd, why does everything good on Sky Go and Sky Atlantic? Is there a reason? Um... I don't think that's quite fair. I would say, oh. well, <laughs> well, I it would is say, void actually <laughs> because I'm always yeah, on Sky Atlantic. Yeah, well, all the American, so all the big American stuff uh, from HBO and Showtime goes on Sky Atlantic because well, they've got a deal. Go. So oh, the whole, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, the whole idea of the channel was that it was the quality. It's their HBO. It's their Showtime. You know, it's oh. like where you go for for all those big shows. So. I think high end, you know, big high end productions, which are quite brainy in a way, is the yeah. idea of Sky Cerebral. Atlantic. Cerebral. Cerebral. So whereas the more populist stuff goes on Sky One, but there's still good stuff on Sky One. There is, but I, I mean, it's probably you've just completely answered my question. Yeah. So they've got everything from HBO and Showtime. Pretty much, yeah, and they and and, and their own like this is 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 a big big deal for them because this is a kind of homegrown production that they much, commissioned. Sorry, I'm going to ask you. I, I just, Go for it because I wonder if you know. Um, how much would something like this cost to make? It's a good question. I don't know. But if you think, I think apparently, um, like, The Crown is, what, 10 million episodes, uh-huh. I think? And I think Always Game of Thrones... <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones is something like that. Some, sometimes Game of Thrones is 15 million episodes and they'll do other episodes that are cheaper. This so didn't can... feel as expensive, I have to say. I mean, it Ooh. is... No, it's, it's oh. lavish, it's, but it doesn't yeah. feel in the same... Okay, I'm so, sure it was expensive, but it's yeah, it's, well, it's glitzy, isn't it? Well, so yeah. let's set, so this is Riviera. Let's set the stars Julia Stiles. Um, it's created by Neil Jordan, big film director. Mm-hmm. He did Company of Wolves and uh, what's the thing with uh, <laughs> the, you know the the bloke who ended up being a woman? Crying game. Oh, crying game. Yeah, I said, no, you know, so I'm going to notes written down. This is all coming. Also, from, off exec top producer Mr. Claudia Winkleman. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Chris Tickier, producer, is a big film producer. It's also got Ewan Rion in it, as we mentioned before. Lena Olin's in it. Um, it's all-star cast. And set this, who wants to set the scene and tell us exactly what it's about? I can do that. Um, okay, so basically, as you say, set in the glamorous Riviera and all based around the family, the Cleos family, um, led by the, um, the patriarch is a banker, a billionaire banker. And he is married for the second time to Julia Stiles' character, Georgina. And basically, she is a art collector on his behalf. She goes to buy some art for him, is having a conversation with him, and then a few minutes later, she learns that he has been unexpectedly killed in a yacht explosion. Um, and it's all about the ripple effects of that on the family. I don't happens know why I'm laughing. happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. John Dan's smiling, so I started laughing. It's but a yacht no, it's explosion. not funny. Yeah, yeah there, there's an explosion, obviously. Um, not in any old, like, manky boat, but because it's a Riviera, it's a yacht. And um, it's all about the effect it has on the family and the different, different family members. So you've got the younger son, who is a coke-guzzling playboy, who then becomes the, the head of the business. The elder brother, who is seemingly an all-right character. The daughter, who is very conflicted, uh, dysfunctional, self-harms. And then the ex-wife, who is like... I compare it to a vulture, who basically circles and sees her opportunity to re-establish herself as the matriarch of the family. It's all exploring what has actually happened, because Julia Stiles' character, the second wife oscillates between thinking that he is still alive and alternatively that he's been murdered. So, yeah. Uh. And I've actually watched... I did a Steph and I binged. Oh, did you binge watch? I actually thought there was only six episodes and I watched four. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, I watched four of them. And the first episode's great, but I feel... But it's a set scene and I think... Mm. uh, A scene set even. (laughs) A set scene. No, set scene. I like scene. set, no, set scene. Yeah, that's <laughs> the new podcast, phrase. I've got jet lag from travelling no. from Surbiton. Um, and, uh, but it's episode two, actually, that I think it, it goes right, up again. Right, really. So, so he's the big um, rich guy, the Constantine, he's played by Anthony Paglia. Oh, right? Anthony Yeah. Well, except we should say, except the funny thing about him, he played, do you remember in Frasier, he played um, the oh, yeah, like, was... co- ludicrous, co- terrible Cockney accent. Um, that character, one of her old brothers, what's the name of that character in Frasier? Niall. Oh. No, no, no. She he played Daphne, Daphne's, Daphne's, Daphne's brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, thank you. God, she he played Daphne's brother with a terrible accent. It's supposed to be from Manchester. He did it at Cockney, and it was oh, always God. one of the great. But he's also all a bit Dick Dan Van Dyke. Yeah, a bit Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, <laughs> without a trace. <laughs> John Napaglia, who obviously is a huge star and stars in Without a Trace, who we well, love. You know what? Lap him up in this first episode because potentially he might not be around for the further episodes. Oh, well, so, yeah. depending on if he's been murdered. Well, this is interesting. So you said oscillates between. Yeah. Great use of the word oscillate. Thanks. Right. But there is a scene in this case, isn't there, where she Julia Stiles says, I have to go and see the body. And then they go and see the body and her reaction is horrific and then the son's reaction and he's sick and then you do actually see yeah uh, it's a chart but the point is it's a charred body and yeah you know, oh, so we, it might or might not yeah, be yes. well that's exactly and that's... actually the episode ends on her going to this secret apartment that she didn't know he had mm. and the whole the whole question is is he still alive Oh, and she says, doesn't she? And you broke my heart. And every episode actually ends on a cliff- cliffhanger, so it's very oh, easy to just devour to the next yeah. one. But like you just said, the who I loved in this first episode, because I only watched one episode, is the ex-wife. I think she is incredible. Oh yeah, she was. She's she was great. Yeah, manipulate emotionally manipulating Julia oh, she's Stiles. A she's an un- unapologetic bitch. Like she wants to, you know, she wants her old life back. Do you know and, what? Go on. I have to say it's. I found Julia Stiles a little stiff in this. Do you know what I was going to say? The opposite. I was going to say, welcome back, Julia Stiles, because I love her in the Bourne films, and I feel like she... She's someone who the TV execs haven't thought, oh, she would be an incredible person and that this is her opportunity now because I think she's great. Isn't Did she supposed like- to be, Yeah, I know. Uh, isn't she supposed to be a bit stiff in a way? Isn't that the kind of character that she's partly kind of... She's she is. Trying she's to a fish be, out of water because yeah. it's not her lifestyle. Right. And, like, you know. and she's trying to be um, the, the woman that she feels she should be, like very beautiful and controlled and yeah. part of this whole world of wealth. And all of this stuff, but she's trying very much to control herself, isn't that? Perhaps, I don't know. perhaps it's that. So yeah. maybe the stiffness is. Yeah, because there is a scene with the ex-wife where she's talk. She she says thank you for meeting me, and she says you have absolutely no idea who he really is, do you? Because right, they've yeah. only been married for a year. Yeah. Um, Actually, maybe it is that. Maybe I'm being. I really sad. liked her in this. I thought she played the kind of. It, it's not the dumb new wife, but it's it's kind of a version of that. If you lived on the Riviera. Right. Yeah. It's more like kind of Rebecca. You remember Rebecca, the, yes. the new wife, in the, in, with the you know the old family still there. The what, kids Daphne Demore. Daphne Demore. Oh. It's all about Rebecca. Yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. has to kind of you know 
kind of uh, fish <sighs> out of bring water. bring it back to literature, all yeah. times, boys. But one of the one of my favourite films of all time, actually, yeah. absolute classic. Mm. But what about Ewan Rion? <gasps> okay, from Game of Thrones. So you know, Ramsay from Game of Thrones, one of yeah. the great villains of the series. Ramsay, he plays Ramsay the, Bolton, now dead. He plays the older brother. He plays the older brother. What, what do you think? Is of him? he the older brother? Because in the first episode, I don't think that's clear. I thought he was the the young the younger one. No, I think no? he's the eldest son, and so he feels a bit kind of like yeah. The younger one is Christos, because, isn't he? Yeah, played Christos. by Dimitri Leonidas. Right. Christos is the younger son yeah. who's been entrusted with the business and whose father always favoured in that way, and that's why that resentment is kind of underlying. Uh, he's the one character. who gives the big speech at the beginning to the show, yes. but the art market is the ultimate capitalism okay, yeah. speech. He he's good. He's always he's in the monuments man. He's 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 been good in lots of good films. Uh, but what? But Ewan, this is a different role for Ewan. Killing Ewan, Ewan. It's kind of Ewan Rion, isn't it? I think Ewan Rion. We've had this discussion every week. How you pronounce <laughs> Ewan Rion's name? Oh yeah. And um, <laughs> oh, by the way, it's Gal Gadot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, just Good to update point. you, regular yeah. listeners, we had this whole thing. Was it Gal Gadot? Boy she phoned Gal Gadot. Us and she yeah. called us and she said, Oi. hey, Gal Gadot here. Correct. <laughs> no, we did find out it is Gal Gadot. So you and Rion, what do you, what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, he, you don't see him that much in right. this first oh, yes. episode. Kay's so so Kay's probably... He's underused in the first episode, but yeah. his character does develop further. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. And he's, he's got this kind of connection with... Um, Julia Stiles' character Georgina, so the mm. stepmum, mm. and it's, there's something about yes. it. I'm just like, mm, how? Like, they're not ooh. quite right. Yeah, how close? Hints. I tell you, who's really actually quite mysterious and unsettling is that daughter, um, Adriana, played by Roxanne. Oh, the self harmer. Yeah, and she, she's just something so weird about it. not the self harming element, but she's something. She just takes such great pleasure in making everyone feel uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, she yeah, is a I really great mean, character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is, on, it I is, was just going to say about you yeah. and Thomas. I, I Rion. Think, Rion Thomas. You and Thomas is a rugby player. <laughs> That's I think. it. You and, yeah. you and Thomas is a runner, isn't it? You, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This this oh. this book. You know, there was a thing called the uh, the um, Forgettables once. It, 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 it's, we should rename it. There was this <laughs> sketch, and I can't remember. Brilliantly, I can't remember what comedy <laughs> oh show the sketch was on. But it was all about people it's forgetting the names <laughs> names of stuff. Like, oh yeah, thingy from thingy. John Dan produced extraordinaire. Actually, got his hands in his head. He's in despair. Head in um, his hands. Oh, my God, I got it back. Well, what I was yeah. going to say is I... Because I, I've only watched the first episode and he's only in it for a bit. I'm slightly worried because I'm so attached to his character as Ramsay Bolton in um, Game of Thrones. I don't... He's so brilliant in that. Well, I he's don't dead know. in that, so he can't be that attached. I, well, no, I... He well. was mauled by some wild dogs. <laughs> Let me remind you. Yes, but he's... I think he, he's so... I My feelings towards him are so entrenched oh, okay. in that character. Oh, right, right. That I think it's going to be difficult for right. me. You're keeping as flame with, alive for Ramsay <laughs> Bolton. I'm getting the whip As out. with Laura Prepon oh, in Orange yes. is the New Black. Oh, of As course. I told you, yeah. I get very attached to individual characters the, and I don't want those actors to move from The people on the ground keeping it, keeping it exactly. alive for yes. you, you and Rion, <laughs> you and Thomas. Yes, let's, let's yeah, do okay, our wants us to move on. But I was yeah. just going to say one thing about, because you were talking about how lavish it is. And it is, I know what you mean, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as epic as it hasn't got you know literally CGI big, monsters. It doesn't feel like Big Little Lies level. Like of oh. I don't think I don't think there's something. Oh. Yeah, I think it did. It felt like Night Managerish. Like there's lots of yes. helicopter shots of the Riviera of, of Monte Carlo and you can't see this, of, but Boyd's doing I'm impressions doing of helicopter shots. Hands. I'm doing like jazz hands <laughs> to indicate the um, helicopter shots, basically. Um, but I thought, and also you know what? If, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention. I know this is seems a detail, but every big lavish drama now has to have a James. Bond star title sequence. Have you noticed? The night yes. manager's got it. Oh, this has so got true. So, and they're all look the kaleidoscope. Yeah, I just hit yeah. the microphone as I was gesticulating. And this is a great one, and I love the theme tune and everything, but they, it's like everyone is going down the James Bond title sequence. I love that. Yeah. It's good, it's fine, it's great. Westworld awesome. have one. Yeah, it's because people one of the people things things that people love about James Bond films are the title sequence. That rightly. should be a future question. What is the best title sequence? Oh, we'll do it oh, next, week. Do it next week. Anyway, Kay wants us to draw a veil over. Stars. Riviera, the whole of the Riviera. How many stars, <laughs> Steph, would you give Riviera? Um, Riviera? I'm going to give this four. Kay Ribeiro. I'm also going to give it four stars and to say, stick with it. I'm going to give it four as well. I really do want to watch um, the rest of it. That's I'm going true. to, I may binge. Yeah, I'm going to binge now. Yeah, make yourself stick on it. So, so, yeah. so you said so, from the second episode, it gets much better, Kay. Yeah, even more better. Like, it it's is got a lot of, it's very introductory, the first episode. Yeah, it's it? got a lot Setting of. Setting the scene, characters, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Thursday. Setting the scenes, remember, not scene setting. Yes, of course. Thursday, the fifteenth of June, Sky Atlantic and Now TV at nine o'clock. Episode one airs, and then by the time that episode's finished, you can then watch the rest of the nine episodes if you really want to on a that la, very service. A la Netflix style. A la Netflix style. Let's move on to ITV's big new um, thriller drama crime thing called Fearless, starring Helen McCrory, which starts next Monday, the twelfth of June at nine o'clock. Steph, would you like to give us the gist of this programme? Yes, I would. So, it stars Helen McCrory, who uh, plays a lawyer, and we are introduced to a woman whose husband, whose ex-husband, is in prison. He's been in prison for 14 years for a murder of a young girl which he may or may have not committed. And... He has a son, and so the, the mother writes to this woman, who's a very well-renowned lawyer, and says, "Can you? he didn't do this, can you help us out? And so Helen McCrory takes on this case and says, yes, I don't believe he did it, and then what unfolds is her investigating whether or not he actually committed that crime. Yes, there is. So that's the kind of main premise. And then, so the, this character played by Helen McCrory is like a human rights. She's very like left wing. That liberal. is the crucial words that I couldn't remember. Yeah, human, human rights, rights lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. And she, so her whole thing is championing and campaigning for people who everyone else assumes are guilty because you know the papers, the right wing press say they are. And so this is a guy who is in the. This is an incredibly famous case, obviously a fictional case, but you can imagine like if there was a famous child murder case, and then suddenly some lefty lawyer comes in and says, "No, no, no, I'm going to defend him and say he didn't do it." Mm. That would be huge news and that's kind of it's partly about the way the media cover these things she's also got she's also housing a Syrian refugee which is shining in a very lavish basement that she has in London a lavish basement of her house and Um, more importantly for me she's going out with John Bishop she is going out with John Bishop I have a major crush on yeah so the Bish comedian the Bish who's done a little bit of acting here and there this is his big straight role I would say oh, not quite convinced already oh, going in for the you know, oh sorry I, I have to a, say my is this a, like Julia Stiles' stiff moment is this like we're going to be reeling from this accusation <laughs> I just my my problem with this whole thing was actually John Bishop <gasps> I know and I really like John Bishop but the wonderful thing about John Bishop in real life is he has a constant smile on his face and because he is a comedian and obviously That's really lovely guy and we've met him and he's great I found that he really jarred with this whole episode because oh. he's just he's just lovely and is this partly one of your smiling. is this one of your because you know what they're like in real life things you refuse to accept them doing something else on screen like back going way no. back to who was it who took his top off too much in America oh my Ricky god Whittle. Ricky Whittle no I, no, I oh. really felt like he jarred in this I, I he said everything with a smile and he's just got a natural upbeat Nature and I just don't well, I think, think that was he the character as well. This, though, the character but I just was, yeah. I don't think it like, works. But he's so he's a he's a freelance photographer. He's he's going out. He, he's Helen McCrory's boyfriend, and he's like the kind of he balances he's trying, her out. He balances her out, right? Isn't he? She, you know, it's like the reverse of the norm. I thought it's the reverse of the normal boyfriend girlfriend situation where you've got a powerful man mm. and a kind of a, the woman who's like you know his rock yeah. and being there for him. He's like her. It's rock. Very he's, being, he's very easy going. Very easy going. Exactly. He, she needs. She's so kind of wound up and on it and busy and you know saving people's lives. Basically, legally, he's he's the lovely guy. She's got to go, go to the back pub to with. No, it no, doesn't work. Not it, I it don't think it work. works for me. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I really like John Bishop, but I think she is obviously this incredible dramatic actress, big big theatre actress, married to Damien Lewis. Yeah. And, um, so she was in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, of course. Peaky Blinders, which is She's obviously one of my films. faves. Yeah. Um, and I just found that. For me, I think he is. I'm gonna say, Miss Carson. No, you said it. You said it. I really do. You've I don't think it. he works. I mean, you're allowed. texting him. I think he's got the message. It stuck with me. <laughs> it really did stick with me that I don't think he's the right person okay. to plot so this. He ruined it for you. A little. A little bit. <laughs> Kay, what did you think? Are you a McCrory fan? Are you like this kind of thing? It's different. Well, I'm I, a McCrory fan right. and I'm a Bish fan. So right. I mean, this ticked both those boxes for mm. me. I really liked it, and I like that. Do you know what? I, there was this one scene. I don't know if you remember it, which I thought was fantastic where um she's going through the transcripts of so basically she's like takes on this case and goes through everything with a fine tooth comb looking for uh things that might have been missed at the time and there's this great scene where she's going through the transcripts of the police interview you kind of hear it as an audio and Mm. you also see it Mm. visually yeah 
and it just does such yeah, a fantastic well done, job yeah. of building up the tension. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is really great. And I think this also ticks the box. Every podcast we seem to do one drama that's a bit gritty. And I think this is our gritty yeah, drama. Yeah, it is gritty. It was also, because it also takes in um, kind of very like modern stuff about surveillance yeah. and the, the state, because there's she's being surveilled all the time. She's got people following her. She's got people, she basically, because she's a kind of radical figure. Mm. And we don't quite, and then there's this very interesting Michael Gambon kind of. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a subtext. Man. Something's can going I, on. Can I just, this, let me just finish Sorry. about Michael Gambon. Sorry, I've mentioned. I've got to explain who the effie is. Sorry, he's playing this. She knows him. He's playing this kind of establishment figure who she calls, who she speaks to. But you're not quite sure whether is he protecting her. Is he? Is he? I don't think you he don't is. know. I think do he's you? A but he's a, this mysterious establishment figure. Yes, Steph. I, what feel, you like, say? I feel like Boyd's upset with me because I said something about no, no, John Bishop. No, no, not at all. Um, can I just pick up on your point, actually, Kay, about? that scene so that scene that you're talking about is where you kind of see some sort of coaching and there's some tapping and like you said then they show it which actually was really interesting to me because um people who are listening to this who've watched serial one of the huge explosive uh, bits in the serial case if you listen to undisclosed afterwards is they actually found out that jay wilds when they were listening to the tapes afterwards they could hear this tapping and i thought that was really interesting and wondered whether they'd taken that from that so actually they heard this tapping of the being the his interview being coached um and i thought God, that's oh, really yeah. interesting. There's yeah. a modern, modern yeah. inclusion of that in the drama. I interviewed Helen for this about this thing, and she was incredibly like nice and funny and engaging and bold. Like, she, and one one of the things she pointed out is, do you notice in the title sequence? Talk about title sequences again. Um, Donald Trump pops yeah. up. And oh, I missed that. Very yeah, Homeland, yeah, yeah. this title sequence, Very home- isn't and what it? You know, so the whole thing is created by Homeland writer Patrick Harbinson, who's oh, British, who's a British writer. Did 24. Who did, he did 24 as well. So he's wrote a lot of 24 on Homeland, and he's been working in American TV drama for years, and this is his big British thing that he's created and has written himself. And she said he wanted to make it so topical, and so they were filming it kind of while the American lecture was going on. And then after all that happened, and obviously because it touches on you know, the surveilling state and it touches on Syrian refugees and immigrants mm. and this and the other. They they refilmed some of it to include references oh, to wow. Trump and the whole and the global political situation. I thought it was really good, really mm. impressive that they were so keen on being on it, you know, it's topical as home because home, homeland is incredibly topical as well, that they did that. And I, I think it's brilliant to see a British show trying to be relevant and yeah. fresh. Yeah, and I thought that worked really well. So I think it's great. Um, you can I think, read that interview in the magazine. You can read that now. interview in the mag this week. Um, I, th- I, think it, I think it's just different. I, I think it's really rare to get a thriller crime drama thing that doesn't feel like something you've seen before. And I think having a, this lefty human rights lawyer at the centre of it is a really good, is a really clever Female. idea. Female. Great role for her. Brilliant role for her. And by the yeah. way, she's like, if this is a hit, she wants to carry on doing this thing like, for years and years and years. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm going straight in there with the four and a half stars. Steph? Oh, God. Um, I adore Helen McCrory I think she's amazing in it but I, I, I'm i going to stick with my I did find John Bishop jarring yeah, in it so okay. I'm going to give it three and a half a star and a half off for Bish I'm so sorry okay no you I can only be it, honest always be honest it does jar for it, me you were jarred <laughs> I'm giving it four stars. Four stars yeah. for Kay. It's a solid Jar Jar Bish has ruined it a bit. <laughs> oh, for... no. 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 Fine. Brilliant comedian. Yes. Let, it Let it go. Constantly Let it go. It's okay. all fine. Move on. Moving on. Very, very sharp oh. gear change. Dirty Dancing. Oh, is God. Holy guacamole. So, so oh. hold on. This is... A American, it's from, I think it's, it's an American network TV remake of Dirty Dancing. Um, it went out on American TV last weekend, I believe. Um, Boy, don't, it's a musical reimagining. It's a musical reimagining, thank if you. you. Will. So there's, yeah, so, so it takes the original Dirty Dancing, it adds, throws in um, like new musical numbers, like as in classic musical style, doesn't it, where they're like singing. Just like, a couple, yeah. A couple. Well, it was the original, so, I, so this is what I was going to say. I, I thought I'd seen the original Dirty Dancing, this but I don't. Uh, it's not. What? I know it's one. Of, it's like people's one of people's favourite films, and everyone <laughs> loves it. And Paddy and Keith did a remake thing of it. That was there. <laughs> but I don't think having sat down to watch this, which you know, I am going to get you it on okay. DVD. I well, I mean, I'm aware of it, it generally, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched all of Dirty Dancing in one go. And, and, so know, it, and, it's, and it's ever sunk in as to what, you know. Boy, I've because done, uh, yeah. you haven't done that, yeah. you cannot possibly understand how ludicrous. Farcical and ridiculous. <laughs> this is. Kay, would you agree Straight with that? Straight in there. 
Yeah, I don't know what's a bigger crime, you not having watched the original or this. Yeah, but uh, can I just start off by saying that the yes. PR for this is exceptionally sweet. So <laughs> I just want to say that... That's what a I'm pre-apology to, say, to yeah, the publicist for this programme at Channel 5. So we should say this is on Channel 5. I think it's on Sunday afternoon. Um, go on, Kate. Anything yes. I say now is not a reflection yeah. upon his work, but I just thought this was complete tosh. Before we lay into it, let's who's in it? Let's, What's, you know, okay. set the scene? Abigail Breslin plays Baby. Yeah. Um, her sister Lisa's played by Sarah Hyland from uh, Modern Family. Brilliant. Yeah. It's Deborah, got quite a good cast. Yeah, Deborah you know? Messing plays um, Mum. Yeah. The dad's played by, oh God, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name, so... Someone, okay, yeah. an old man. Um, and, <laughs> I uh, think it's played by Tony Roberts, who is, um, by the way, a legend because he he's legend. in all the Woody Allen films. He's in like um, Annie Hall, he's oh, well, Woody Allen's best mate. Yeah. Yes yeah. Um, Johnny is played <laughs> by Colt Pratt, the well <laughs> aptly named Colt Pratt. He's a newcomer, I believe. Um, he has got a brilliant name. So yeah. Is it spelled Pratty, like P R A T E? Is that how you spell it? P R A T E, yes. Oh, yes, Pratters. I'm calling Pratt. Um, and also Billy played by Casper Smart, Mr. J Lo at some point. Ex, yes. Yeah, ex yeah. Mr. J Lo. So um so it's a good cast. And and does it it's a good cast. It's um and thingies in it as well, you know. Shirzy. Shirzy, Nicole Shirzy is in it. Thingy. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what I meant though. Yeah. Um is in it. And it was a big prime time thing, like a lot of a lot of publicity about it when it went out in yeah. America. And because go on. I just I just don't know why they've done this. <laughs> right. I just don't know what is someone somewhere has said you've got to you know in the way that they do with comic book films it has to be remade a certain number of times it's just so awful I don't know about UK but right I just thought my original thought is right Okay, do you know why they've cast Abigail Breslin? Because the fondness for Little Miss Sunshine, where she has that little dance, and, you know, maybe that's what it is. And now people are thinking, oh, oh, she'll be really good in this role because people loved her when she was doing that freaky dance. But let's just say, right, it starts off with actually She's very Abigail, awkward in this role. Abigail Breslin going to uh, Dirty Dancing, the musical, right? And yeah, then, that's weird. That was weird. And then yeah. the film so that's like is the used. Kind of opening, um, like, bookends yeah. the thing, doesn't it? Like and a, then yeah. at the end, she. She's, she's back watching, watching the, it. Watching so, the musical, yeah. It transpires she's written it. Right? It transpires that she's written it. But the whole thing, one of my big issues with it is actually Spoiler they've alert. completely taken, like scenes are, are spoken verbatim for yeah. the, the original film. And I don't understand why. I applaud the fact that they've got Abigail Breslin. And what I thought to myself, oh, maybe they've done this because she isn't typical. She's not Jennifer Grey and her old mm. nose. She is typical. She's, 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 not teeny tiny skinny she looks like a normal young woman and I really applauded that but you know what make it a completely different story then (laughs) don't just do don't just try put her in the same sort of clothes because it's just horrendous I think I'd rather they just stuck religiously to the original and didn't add any BS bits in like for example the mum and dad having relationship sex issues on the verge of divorce and stuff like that and adding these songs in because I just think it bastardises the whole thing I think Kay and I could talk about our like top five most terrible moments in, can in I, this I will was talk it, about some please. actually now if that's you, right. can I just ask a question is yeah. it is it um, cause having, having made it clear that I don't I'm not really that close to the original is, is it is it does it follow the general gist of the original yes. pretty closely? It cringingly <laughs> follows some of the exact scenes. And I don't know about like you. Like the remake of Psycho. Do you remember Gus Van Zandt's oh, remake of Psycho, yeah. which was scene for scene? So just some of this has like scene for scene. Like this, him lifting her up and all that. Some of this has scene for scene. And Johnny does actually look better when he's wet, I have to say that. Okay. Johnny's like... Cold Pratt so looks better when wet. Patrick Swayze, like... So handsome, such high magnetism. He was just incredible, obviously. And this guy's not that. But when he was wet in the water, I'd say he was better. But Kay, let me ask you something. Did you not think that actually he was he did put an amazing shift in to actually act like he was in love in any way with Abigail Breslin? I actually thought he was kind of okay. Those because, two together, it's be, just yeah, so because they had to watch, because they had no chemistry yeah. at all. But I was like, God, he's really trying. Because when you were younger, do you remember when you were younger and you watched uh, Dirty Dancing and you were like, it's probably like the first time you see something like sexy and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And it, and it is like with the dancing scene where they go up to like the private staff dancing bit. It's just so unsexy. There is nothing dirty about this dancing. Yeah, well, wasn't the problem that it was made for kind of network American television, like prime time? You know, they couldn't. It couldn't be that raunchy or dirty because of that. Really. Why That's remake the it then? Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. 
just I mean, it's awful. What, what, tell us some of your some least favourite okay, moments. I have to say, Scherzi, talking of stiff, Scherzi <gasps> in this. I mean, bearing in mind that she... Who, who does she play? Penny. Penny. Right. So she, as in real life, obviously professional singer and dancer, you would never be able to tell by this because <laughs> she is so stiff and I don't understand why. Like, some of my worst scenes... stiffness on today's Yeah, it's a lot of stiffness. Mm. Um, some of my worst scenes, Penny, a.k.a. Scherzi, dancing with Abigail Breslin and singing together was um, yeah. tokenly yeah. awkward. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bit in the a boat scene at the end where the parents um, are talking about their, the ins and outs of their sex life. You really didn't like these oldsters talking about their sex life. No, I just don't. Because so is that not in the original? No, <laughs> and, and this is a thing. It's a weird new thread to bring in, to be yeah, fair. Yes, this whole additional narrative and musical numbers don't enhance the story in any no. way, no. but actually just make, you know... Make it longer. Makes it's it long. longer. Oh my god! Makes you angry if you love the original. If you it's love the original, thirty minutes. This thing. By the, way. the other thing is uh, about the original is that the, the dad and the mum in the original they're, they're just they're incidental. Yeah. They just he's just the angry dad, yeah. and that's what you want him to be. In this one, he as Kay said, he has his own musical number. You're like, well, he doesn't need to. Oh, sing. the final scene. Oh. Yeah. Go on, yeah. Kay. The final scene <laughs> is. Just too much. I mean, actually, you won't remember this, but you were sitting next to me when I was watching it, oh, and yeah, I yeah. was yeah, you were aghast. <laughs> so many people just down tools and like, what are you watching? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is incredible. They've done it. I can see. It's they, you know they did Grease. They remade Grease, didn't they? They did Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is part of a kind of a a, 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 a trend <laughs> on American television no. to take classic old, um, you know, beloved musical things and update them but yeah, I but think I, this is a bridge too those far those are live those are the, those, those ones well, Rocky Horror wasn't to, live I but don't the, think the so. Grease, Grease one live, which yeah, was actually yeah, sure. really really good yeah. Um, yeah, with sure. Vanessa Hudgens was great yeah. this is actually like dead. something that they could have they could have cut they've edited and, and and it's just I don't know why Abigail Breslin has done this because she's a great actress why she would take on this is role is she not in this film no she's that's what I'm saying in this film she is utterly dreadful so what people need to do is they need to leave the classics alone like if they touch Pretty Woman just gonna go absolutely postal yeah. they need to leave it alone invest that money in thinking of new ideas yeah definitely it's definitely a remake too far and I, it, it was extraordinary for me watching because there were bits of it that are so um, feel so dated yeah. you know and you think well maybe we should check out that original again and see if, if, if that feels dated there are bits of it that were kind of so bad it felt like the Keith and Paddy show this is it right like, so many couldn't, times wasn't even touching this thing in terms of how ludicrous so it was. many times the Keith and Paddy show which I actually loved yeah. um, came back into like yeah. kept on flashing my mind and I was laughing to myself and I was realising actually this is not meant to be a comedy no no <laughs> you know the one redeeming thing for me actually was um, I thought Sarah Hyland's musical number at the end was actually quite sweet I thought she had a really nice voice and when she did the ukulele and it actually, wasn't enough to save it Oh my God, Kay, listen, I would literally, this is a great this travesty the Titanic of all than remakes. Jennifer Grey having a nose job. I mean, it really <laughs> is that bad. Is that, is that, is that confirmed? Is it shown allegedly? No, uh, Jennifer Grey, when was, what else have you seen her in apart from uh, Dirty Dancing? Because she famously had a nose job oh, and the God. one thing that made her really distinctive and really interesting oh. and then nobody cast her. Oh, Biggest terrible. mistake of her life. Sad story. Yeah. Jen, if you're listening, you can come and be on this podcast yeah. as a job. Yeah. So this is on um, Sunday on on Channel 5 I mean it is terrible it is one of the worst things I've seen in a long time but you know the PR is very nice but you know what if you want we've given it quite a nice preview um, written by our colleague Jason Arnott in the magazine you know but some it's like you know if you really decide what you need in your life is a kind of bland (laughs) remake of of a classic thing then fine with lo- loads of lo- annoying music comes that goes on and on it was the length that got me I have to say because you know, so the, what, apparently in America this, this was a three hour slot yeah, a three you hour said prime it was three time hours. slot oh. so with all the ads obviously in America literally ads every, every 15 minutes and loads of them it filled up a three hour massive prime time slot for the network here it, it'll be, it won't be quite as long as that but it's two and hours ten minutes do you know what That's really concerned me what really yeah. concerned me is that and I, oh, we're going to probably sound like old codgers now is that I thought to myself is this going to be for some young people the they are going to think that this is Dirty Dancing and this is just an original. Oh, no, okay? I think they're... And And how awful to think. <laughs> dirty Dancing, basically, you need to just not watch this and then get, um, get Dirty Dancing on DVD. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. How many stars, Steph, would you give Dirty Dancing? I honestly I don't think it deserves a star rating. I mean, it really <laughs> should. I mean, really, honestly, I'd rather watch Paint Dry. Kerry Barrow? I'm giving this... One star as a misguided remake that shouldn't have ever been remade. Yeah, I'm under give, any circumstances. I'm going to give it one as well. I mean, people, you know, people might want to tune in and just see for themselves. It's it's intriguing. Almost yeah, how and bad they want to be is. angry. It is, it is. It's not so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. I kind of need to see 
how bad it is for what, myself. Watch if it with your friends and you can go, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. That's what I tweeted you about. I can't believe two hours of my life, I'm never going to get back. Awful. Absolutely, yeah. Dirty Dancing there. So that was one of the worst remakes of all time. Um, I think in general but what are some of the best this is question time do you have the theme tune let's have yeah the let's tune. have the theme tune question time lovely we're back on point with that yeah. very back on point so what Steph if I said to you what's the best what's your favourite remake of a classic film I'm kind of thinking in that Dirty Dancing style, what would you go for? Well, funnily enough, we were talking about this before because we were like, oh, what are like a load of remakes? And I'm going to go for, little known is it a remake, but The Departed, Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Amazing, amazing yes. film. If yes. you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, which is a remake of a, of a, of a, of a kind of, yeah, of, I think it was Taiwanese or something original. Yeah. Amazing yeah. film. Brilliant. Should have won the Kay. Oscar for that. Uh, I'm going to go for Three Men and Little Lady. Lady. Little Lady. Um, because, again, I didn't know it was a remake and I didn't actually have a favourite remake until John Dan read out the list. And because he said it was a French... Yeah, it was a remake of a French film. A French film. A French. Which was called... Trois Hommes et un Couffin. Oh, and that's, oui. and that's the reason why I chose it. Actually, I just wanted to hear John Dan say it again. Dan. <laughs> that was very good. What about yours, Boydo? I've got a few, like Scarface is a potential one. Um, I didn't know that was a remake. Oh. Was it? What was the original Scarface? Well, there's a 1932 version starring Paul Muni, um, and it was directed by How- Howard Hawks, who's a legend. It was oh, Howard Hawks! Yeah. No, oh so my god, big, I need yeah. to watch that. Yeah, and there's another version coming out next year. We don't need that. Um, I also really like Ocean's Eleven. Which yeah, was a, great. a yeah. classic film for me and was a remake of a kind of slightly mediocre all-star thing, I think, that came out in the 50s with, like, Frank Sinatra and stuff. People like that were in it. Um, the Rat Pack. Rich. The Rat Pack, yeah. But his version, Steven Soderbergh's version, is much, much better. Brad Pitt at his finest. Brad Pitt at his mm. finest, exactly, yeah. So I'm going to go for one of those two. Okay. Thanks very much. Okay, have got something else to say? Yeah, I'm off. I'm off to get a train. Oh, where are you going? Oh, yeah, you've got where to go. You going? Got to go to, um, very excitingly, I'm off to a secret location to watch some filming of The Great British Bake Off. Oh, so oh. exciting. Yeah. So I may, I may or may new, not be able to report a little bit in the next pod, but... You are seeing the new Channel 4 version of Bake Off. You're going to oh set visit. Yeah. That's I, very exciting. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to disclose, though, because they will have a sniper on me. Is it yeah. at the same place? Are you allowed to tell us that? Is that they have I can't tell you anything. Okay, fine. Don't, 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 don't give anything away. Thanks as ever to Steph Seedon and Carrie Barrow. Uh, yes. This has been the Amazon's podcast. I've been Boyd Hill and I've been semi-awake. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, bye. Bye. bye.